Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Kwali, and it's the Nah Stop Playing Podcast. And I'm back with another serious topic. Whew. Believe me when I say it's been a long weekend and your boy was excited to get back on the mic. And I got to give a shout out to my lady for getting me the mic because... I feel real genuine and I feel real exclusive with it. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate her for what she's done. So I just had to throw that little shout out real quick. <laughs> we make a little jokes. She's like, one day I'm going to come home. You're going to be trying to DJ. I might be trying to do that. Who knows? So I just had to throw that little disclaimer out there for the missus because, you know, she she support, um, you know, and that's really big, man. Support is huge. You know, when you're trying to do all of these things and be a man in society and provide and protect and, you know, have all of the, the Swiss army knife when it comes to being a great partner, because we held to that standard, regardless of what's said and done, you got to perform my boy. And that's just what it is. But again, welcome back to the podcast. It's episode eight. You know, I've been flying through these episodes like like candy, you know, give them like candy on Halloween because, you know, I'm, I'm I'm serious about these topics and my mind is always going as I alluded to before. So, again, I think I think you're really going to like this one, especially all the people out there that's looking for a way out, you know, that 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 plantation mentality, that plantation mindset, you know what I'm saying? So, again, welcome back and let's get into the topic. Well, actually, let's get into the recap. Okay, the last episode, of course, you know, Father's Day and Juneteenth was this last weekend. So, you know, I talked a lot about, you know, my, you know, my experience with being a father, especially with the fact that, you know, I'm not with my my son, my oldest son's mother. And, you know, I didn't really get into detail about that. Um, but I just kind of gave a little overview of kind of my experience with her and now, with my my lady now, how things have been a, a 180 in a sense. It's been it's been great, you know. I, well, the pregnancy part is crazy, crazy to say the least. But um, yeah, so I just you know wanted to give a little recap on that, and you know just talk about some things, of course, that we need in our our community. So you know, <clears throat> and, and shout out to Norfolk State. You know, I got my North Norfolk State hoodie on. You know, Norfolk Virginia stand up, one of my favorite universities. You know, one of the baddest bands in the land, well, in the mid-Atlantic region. I ain't going to talk about the Deep South, but, you know, if you follow HBCUs, it's real out here. But that's another topic for another time. And shout out to Support Black Colleges. You know, they doing major things out here with their clothing line. If you haven't bought a hoodie, go get a hoodie. And again, I'm not being sponsored when I give these shout outs. I'm just doing it out of the pure love for Black excellence. So just roll with me on that one. Okay. So, again about to get into this topic right so you know i was doing some thinking you know i've done a few episodes on you know tapping into the community when it comes to financial literacy group economics and you know just an honest slew of things related to that and i've talked about some personal stuff when it comes to being a parent you know mental health so you know i've been touching on major topics for real but i really wanted to talk about something i think is super crucial to our community because you know, we're we're the most innovative people there is. You know, we talk about the inventions that are in the world today. These inventions have been created by us, you know, us melanated people. So, you know, with that being said, I think that the fact that, 
you know, we've been disenfranchised for so long, you know, so long. We're talking 400 plus years of, you know, being disenfranchised, ostracized, you know, redlined, gerrymandered, you know, just an onslaught of terms to relegate what these colonizers have done. So I really want to talk about entrepreneurship today, you know, as far as being able to, you know, in a sense, tap into you and bet on you. You know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm at the, the casino betting, I'm going to bet on me. I'm not going to bet on the next person because at the end of the day, I know what I'm capable of and I know what I can accomplish, you know, when I really set my mind to something. So, you know, always bet on black, <laughs> literally and figuratively speaking. Um, but entrepreneurship, what really piqued my interest on this, um, again, I'm an entrepreneur myself, you know, or a growing entrepreneur. You know, I have my own business and I've had it now for um, since 2018. So that's going on about four years now. About four years I've had my business. Actually, it's been four years since I've had my business, Blended Development, LLC. You know, if you're looking for me, you know, I do a lot of things, you know, rather, like I said before, I'm a licensed uh, life insurance agent. Um, getting my securities license to be able to do investments for people. You know, I talk about financial literacy consulting. So if, you know, learning more about credit rather that's personal and me right now with even building my business credit, I'm learning so much about that. So I give people free game all the time because I'm like, at the end of the day, the game is to be told not to be sold. Now, if you want to pay me, I'm cool with that because at the end of the day, your, your boy ain't going to stop that. You know, I ain't going to say no to no money. Even though all money ain't good money, I ain't going to say no to that bread because, you know, I, I got a family to feed and, you know, the fact that I have prudent information that can help somebody go a long way, depending on what they're looking to do. I'm all for sharing that information and compensation is appreciated. Just just so you know. <laughs> but um, I want to talk about entrepreneurship and one of my one of the phrases that comes from my 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 favorite movie in the world. I have two favorite movies, right? Baby Boy and The Wood. Those are two of my favorite movies. Right. And of course, in Baby Boy. What does Jody say to Peanut? He said, hey, bruh, you, you, you a, a buyer or a seller? Or a seller or a buyer? He said, one, in essence, right? When they sitting outside the, uh, the car wash or whatnot, because he has an epiphany. He's like, you know, at the end of the day, we talk about commerce, you know, transactions. Everything that happens in the world is based on one good being given to a person or a transfer of goods amongst two two or more people, right? So there's always something changing of hands. All right, I'm going to do this for you in, in, um, in response to that, that person is either going to pay you or they're going to reciprocate that action by giving you something. So, of course, back in the day, we talking about, you know, the um, early days, early days, you know, in you know, the 15th, the 15th century, 14th century, 13th century. There was there really wasn't a whole thing of currency. Currency was based on the fact of, all right, I have this rice and you have that grain. We're going to swap that out or I'm going to give you the based on what I believe to be uh, a generous amount or something that uh, is a, uh, applicable to what you're trying to give me, right? So it, it, the bartering system, I'm going to give you this based on this, right? So that's how we did things until actual currency was put in place. And one, like I said earlier, that one of the things that disenfranchises our community is our dollar stays in our community only six hours. So how are we really building wealth and doing things that we need to do if the money that we get is spent elsewhere? 
And I don't want to hear the excuse of there's not black businesses because during um, COVID, I believe that there was over 100,000 black businesses started during COVID. So there's black business owners out there. So it's just you're not taking the time to do your research. And some of you have the ideology that white ice is colder, Asian ice is colder, Hispanic ice is colder. You know what I'm saying? When at the end of the day, ice is ice. I don't want to hear, oh, well, I don't like fooling with my people because you know how it is fooling with black people. You know, it's going to be messed up or they're going to be ratchet or they're going to be this and that. But you can go into, you know, one of these restaurants, I mean, not restaurants, one of these hair care uh, establishments, you know, in the hood or, you know, in your neighborhood in a sense, and it's owned by maybe some Asians and they'll sit there and look at you crazy. Hurry up and buy. You seen, don't be a menace. You seen menace to society. You know, they treat you like you're a criminal, but you're spending money with them. Doesn't make sense to me. So why, why sit there and do that? But again, that's some small little tangent for another time. But um, are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Right. So what does that really mean? You know, buyer and a seller. Well, of course, a, a buyer is someone who uses their money to, you know, pay for a good or a service. A seller is someone who gets paid for providing a good or a service, right? So we really have to sit back and think, like, what does this really mean when we're talking about building ourselves in entrepreneurship? How do you really get into entrepreneurship? Because, again, we've all been brainwashed in a sense or conditioned to believe that you have to work you have to build someone else's dream in order for you to make way in life when that is false to a t because again we as a people we live by the barter system a good for a good an act for an act a service for a service we've always lived by that but when capitalism came into play it's like all right yeah, we're going to build wealth, but we're going to build wealth for those who think outside the box, those who want to be entrepreneurs and build their own business and have employees. Now, don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with being an employee, but at the same time, if you like being told what to, how to, when to, where to, and who to, you 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 will be okay with that. But me, I'm, I'm, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I can't. I can't walk down that line anymore because that line is not conducive to what I want to do as a person, how I want to live my life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm getting out of that matrix in a sense when it comes to how we've been conditioned as a people to conduct ourselves when it comes to, you know, maneuvering through commerce, an exchange of goods or uh, this, that, and the third. So I really want to talk about that today. How do we really get involved with being entrepreneurs and how do we set ourselves up so that we can get into that market and in a sense flourish? Now, don't get me wrong. My business is still growing. It's still, you know, still learning how to do it. But my thing is a lot of people, they don't even know how to get started with trying to start their own business or become an entrepreneur, right? So I'm just going to give you a little laundry list of things to consider when it comes to becoming an entrepreneur, right? So let's think about habits. Like, what are some things that you like to do? Like, you know, you can be a, you know, retail, you know, therapy, people that like to buy things all the time. That's a buyer in a sense, right? You can become a retail uh, uh, therapist, right? Where you give people that option to come buy from you, right? That's just just an example to throw it out there, right? Because I really want to talk about habits. You know, we have to change our mindset when it comes to being that buyer and that seller. You know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with 
consuming, but when you're consuming and not having the revenue or the setting things up for yourself in the future, you're setting yourself back. And that's because we have this consumer mindset because that's how we've been conditioned. Material, material, materialisticism, if that's even a word, that is too prevalent in our community, specifically the black community, because we so quick to go on and go buy something. Oh man, them bread elevens just dropped. Them, you know, them, uh, them, them six rings just dropped. Those uh, Space Jam dunks, whatever. You know, I don't, I don't wear Jordans for real, so I don't really know none of the names. I can care less because at the end of the day, and that doesn't define me as a person. You know, even when we talk about designer, I may wear some stuff. You know, like I said, I wear like a Calvin Klein or a Kenneth Cole, but that's more for like my dress attire. You know, my suits and stuff like that. But I'm not out here buying, you know, the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't need Gucci. I don't need Dior. Now nah, I wear the fragrances. Cause they be smelling good. Don't get me wrong. But when we talk about clothes, it's like that, 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 that cologne, that cologne that I may get, it's going to last me a while. Whereas these clothes, some people buy clothes just to wear them once or twice to go to the club. Like it doesn't make sense. So why sit here and have this buyer mentality, but you not setting yourself for the future. It doesn't make sense. Well, at least to me, it doesn't make sense. Some of y'all are like, yeah, man, you know, I got to fit this facade. I got to, you know, keep up with the Kardashians, which, oh, my, don't even get me started on those Kardashians. Like, people really follow them and really, like, worship these people when they, as fake as they come, outside of, what's that, her name, Kylie? That's the only one that's not really fake. Whichever one is not fake, but the rest of them, they all fake. They all got fake lips, fake butts, fake boobs. Not they real hair. They've had so much plastic surgery. They walking around looking like a Barbie doll and squeaking everywhere because they just rubber it out. You know what I'm saying? It just don't make sense. But let me get back on topic, right? So we talk about you know buy being a buyer or a seller, and how does that equate to getting into entrepreneurship? Again, you can't. You have to spend money to make money in a sense. But how do you set yourself up so that? You can use that stuff to your advantage. So let's just talk about that, right? So the first thing you have to do in order to become an entrepreneur is one, believe in yourself, right? Because again, we are our biggest obstacle. Nine times out of 10, if you haven't done anything, it's because you have self-doubt and you're not you're, you're procrastinating or you haven't found a niche that you feel comfortable enough to share with the world, right? Excuse me. And that's that was one of my biggest things. Like I have a million and one thoughts in my head, but I'm like, I'm a jack of all trades, but I haven't mastered much of anything now. I, I've come close to mastering some things, but the way my mind works, I'm always thinking of, man, I could do this. Oh, I can do the Toro play. Oh, I can do the Airbnb play. Oh, I can get into real estate or I can uh, do tattoos. I can cut hair. I, you know. I, I know how to do a lot of stuff, right? And my, my lady would tell you, she's like, I'm her encyclopedia for everything. I, I, I have the answer for everything. She's like, you know, <laughs> she'll ask me, hey, how do you make a cannoli? I don't even know what a cannoli is. Well, I know what it is. But I'm saying she'll ask me stuff just to try to get a, you know, because she thinks I know everything, which I know a lot. But I'm like, girl, I don't know everything, man. Quit asking me all these questions, man. Put me on the hot seat, man. She's like, <laughs> what was Rome built? I don't know. I wasn't there. Like, you know, look it up, man. I don't know. 49 BC. I don't know. Something like that. But, um, yeah, just, you know, believing in yourself and believing that you have a gift that you can give to other people, right? 
because again, we're our biggest obstacle. We're our biggest crit, our, our biggest credit. So we're, we'll sit there and ride ourselves off and say, oh, I can't do this. But in reality, you can't because there's many people out there doing the same thing that you believe that you can do. So what makes them different than you? So you have to make the decision on how do I set myself up where I believe in myself enough? How do I build that courage so I can step out on faith and, you know, take a risk in a sense? Because at the end of the day, what more can you, what can you do? Like, um, what's the worst you can do outside of not doing it? You know, fail. Okay. That means you can try again. You're not going to get anything right the first time. If you do, great. Keep it, keep it pushing. But if you don't get it right the first time, you can always try again. It's just like playing pool. You might try to line it up. You like, I got I got the perfect angle. The ball's going to go in the pocket. But you can strike the, the cue ball and hit whatever ball you're trying to hit. And it rims out, in a sense. It pockets out, in a sense. So do you say, you know what, I don't want to play pool ever again? No, you try to find your next shot and do it again. That's how life is. You got to take risk and, you know, just try to th- do things without the expectation that you're going to get it right the first time. That happens all. There's so many success stories that I hear. Like, first, I like to listen to Earn Your Leisure. Shout out to Troy and Rashad. You know, they really doing your thing. EYL, Earn Your Leisure. You know, they really out here, you know, trailblazing a lot of things. And, you know, they bet it on themselves. You know, I, I they didn't know they were going to do this. Troy, he will, he a school teacher and uh, Rashad was a basketball player. Now he's a, and he has a degree in communications, I believe. And now he's a financial advisor. You know what I'm saying? So there's no blueprint to this. You just got to go out on faith and do, you know, tap into something that you enjoy that you can wake up and do every day and not worry about getting paid because the money's going to come. You just have to set yourself up where, you know, you believe in yourself to do it and have that consistency. Even if you're not determined to do it or you lose the willpower to do it, if you stay consistent, it'll come back, man. It's, It's like, it's like four seasons now. We don't get that in Arizona. We get one season. We get two seasons, hot and hotter. That's it. But when we talk about, you know, in your season, you know, like y'all people that go to church, in, in this season, in that season, you know, things are seasonal. So you might not be feeling something one minute and then you on point for a couple of weeks, couple of months, and then you fall off. It happens. We're human. But the biggest thing is believing in yourself and then finding that niche that you believe that you can, you know, tap into because that's a passion of yours, right? So that would be the first step, believing in yourself. Second step is finding a problem to solve, right? You probably think like, what do you mean finding a problem to solve? Well, what I mean by that is there's a hundred million things out there that's wrong, right? And a lot of people... Again, sheep mentality, condition, being con- socially conditioned, people don't want to do things because people are lazy. So instead of them doing it themselves, they want to find somebody that will do it and is more knowledgeable on it so that for them, they have someone to blame in a sense. It sounds bad, but that's just kind of how it works. So say like for me, for instance, I am, um, again, I do consulting on credit. Now, am I a credit specialist? In a sense, but no. And the reason why I know I've worked for a few companies who specialize in credit restoration, things of that nature, right? So I know more things about how to build, how to fix, and how to maintain credit than your average person. So again, I would talk to people like, and that's become a passion of mine because I know that that's how the government and how these higher officials control the masses is by keeping you in debt so that 
when you want to do something, you can't do it because the one thing that you need to establish, no one knows anything about. Why do you think that they don't put that? St- one, well, it's in books. Don't get me wrong. I got four or five books on my desk right now that I'm looking at that are credit related, right? As far as different tools, tricks, and different things that you can utilize to help build or fix your credit, right? But why is this stuff not taught in high school? Why is this stuff not taught in college? These things are kept secret in a sense. They're not in the curriculum for a reason. Because again, we talk about capitalism, we need people to work. So if you don't know certain things and you're taught a a minimum amount of what it is and you got to keep progressing and progressing and progressing in a sense, degree after degree, degree, certificate after certificate after certificate, those things are in place for a reason. And a lot of this stuff that they tell you you need to do, you don't even need, honestly. Like half the books you read, if under if you have a bachelor's degree, I'll say eighty percent of the books you read you didn't even need. Especially in and ninety percent of those chapters you really didn't need. There were key inserts in, in in the text that you need for you to be knowledgeable, right? And the rest came from trial and error and repetition. Like they say, ten thousand reps makes you a professional. So if you haven't done something ten thousand times, you're not a professional. So that means you gotta get out there and get some repetition, right? So I, I I I kid you not. If you can find a problem to solve that you are passionate about, it's gonna come. And then you just take that and you build it. You build it the best way you can, right? So say for instance, people are. Um, I'll give you something simple. People people are going to have cars, right? They're going to need their tires changed because they're going to wear down. They're going to get nails in their tires. As far as flats, they're going to have to get that fixed. You can start a tire shop. Sounds pretty simple, right? You find some vendors in the in the area who have tires. You get them at wholesale price, meaning that it's under market value. And then someone comes and buy it. You sell it at retail price. Again, it's business one-on-one. So, the tires are normally a hundred bucks. You get them at wholesale for seventy-five bucks. You sell them for one twenty-five a piece. That's your profit. I'm gonna let you do the math on it. That's simple math, right? So you fi- you found the problem to solve because who's gonna go out here find a vendor, try to get the stuff for wholesale price, and then put it on their car? Because then they got to get the materials to take the tire off the car, you know what I'm saying, the tire iron, to take the tire off the car, to get the jack, to lift the car up. Then they got to take it and put it on the machine to take the tire off, the old tire. Then you got to put the new tire on. You got to wax it up, make sure, you know, it's slide on there and it's it's fitting right, you know what I'm saying? Then after that, you have to balance the tire, make sure that it's not going to be wobbling and wibbling and doing all this other stuff, right? So there's a lot of steps when it comes to perfecting that craft but a lot of people don't want to do it so if that's something that you're passionate about or something that you believe that you can do and you know build yourself up so you become an expert at it that you're doing and it it becomes clockwork now you've set yourself up to become you've you solved the problem right so again you believed in yourself you found a problem to solve and now you're doing it so that's the next step. Then after that, once you found that problem to solve and you become an expert in it, and again, that could be trial and error as far as trying it a whole bunch of times, or if you want to go get a certificate, or if you want to go to YouTube University, YouTube University is probably one of the best free universities you can ever attend. And the, the nice part about it is you can go to you can attend class at any twenty four seven. 
All you need is your laptop, your your your, your tablet, or your, your your telephone. Or if you want to be jazzy with it, you can connect your phone to your television because you got the the casting uh, option. If you want to cast to your TV, you can sit there with your bowl your bowl of popcorn with your pad and paper, and you write down what you need to write down. Take your notes, and then you go do it. Right. So there, that's that's number three. Number three is implementation. Right. So believing in yourself, finding a problem to solve, implementation. Right. So you got to get some implementation in it. But also with implementation, you got to find a way to learn how to brand yourself. You got to learn how to brand yourself and how to network. You got to get out here and talk to people. That's one thing that (laughs) we've become less accustomed to is having conversations with people, because one, everything is on the phone. Everything is on technology. Everything is on social media. You don't have to talk to people because you don't need to because you have a device in front of you that allows you to do that. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be able to learn how to talk to people, how to have conversations, how to, you know, the elevator speech in a sense, how to have a silver tongue, as they say, you know, be be not a, a shyster, but learning how to be clever, how to be witty, how to be funny. You know, in terms of, you know, drawing in that crowd so that one, you build some rapport, two, you make them comfortable, and three, you make them want you 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 sell them an experience. You sell them an experience, right? So those are that's step, you know, one uh four one and four two, branding and networking. That's one of the things for me that's become not really well, not necessarily a challenge, but it's been an obstacle in a sense because I'm great with talking with people. I can talk all day. I can talk to anybody about any topic because that's just who I am. But the thing about when we talk about you know branding and and, and networking in the sense of social media, I'm not really on social media. Not really on social media because I I've avoided social media for so long because I felt like it's a it was a distraction, which it is. Because you can get on TikTok and you you scrolling through these videos and next you know, three hours don't pass. You're like, dang, where the day don't win? I've been sitting here giggling and laughing about watching a thousand people do the same dance. The same dance. That's another topic, dude, we need to talk about. How people get so distracted and mesmerized by something that is so simple and basic. The Matrix is real, people. The Matrix is real. Believe me when I say it is real. <laughs> but again, I avoided social media because I'm like, one, it, it my brain capacity is too, my, like my frequency is too high for me to be on a, a, a platform for that long. I stopped playing video, video games in like late high school, early college because I'm like, why am I sitting here doing this when I could be doing something else productive with myself? All my homeboys playing video games. And shout out to my homeboys. You know, I, nothing against y'all. Man, y'all my boys. I love y'all to death. Y'all, you know, my brothers. But at the end of the day, like, the fact that these dudes can play video games, I'm like, how do you do that, man? They probably say the same thing about me, man. Bro, how can you sit there and read and learn so much all the time? Well, because I, I, I like to learn stuff. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I just, for me, if I feel like it's something that's not, if it's not helping me, it's hindering me. And that's like a model that I live by. I'm, if it's not helping me, it's hindering me. So if you are a hindrance to me, rather you're a person, rather you're an object, I'm going to avoid you at all costs or not be bothered with you. Now, if you're helping, helping me, um, we, we locked in and I'm ready to go. So that's just what it is.
So again, believe in yourself, find a problem to solve, implementation, and then you need to learn how to network and brand yourself, right? And then honestly, the last step after that is repeat. Just keep repeating and being consistent. Persistent, consistent, and repeat. You keep that up and it's, it's, it's up from there. It's up from there. Oh, and I forgot to mention, find you a mentor. Find you a mentor in that industry that you are looking to learn more about. Because again, no no one who is great did not have a mentor or some type of a, something to help them. Now, some people don't got it out the mud. Don't get me wrong, right? But a lot of people that got out the mud, after they got out the mud, they did find a mentor at some point because, again, they didn't know everything, but that mentor helped them in some capacity. And that's that's like a key to it. Mentorship is huge. And I'm not saying you got to have one mentor. You can have 100 mentors, a mentor for everything. You can have a mentor for brushing your teeth. You can have a mentor for washing your face. You can have a mentor for um, taking a shower. You know, I'm, that's, I'm, just, I'm just naming weird stuff right now right but i'm just saying it's that simple like if you are trying to tap into yourself and you're trying to build on yourself why try to do it the hard way when you can find someone who like basically trying to reinvent the wheel if someone is going to give you the wheel and say hey you can take this wheel and use it to get to where you need to be why not do that now getting out the mud i get it you you got a, a backstory a testimonial like oh yeah man i got out of the mud da, 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 da. that's nice that's cute but at the end of the day it took you 20 years to do this when you could have did it in four. Find you a mentor. And find a good mentor, not someone who's going to, you know, in a sense, use you. Because you got mentors out here that they, they claim to be mentors, but they low-key trash. Because they don't, they don't do the little things, you know what I'm saying? They just want to serve and have that notoriety, have that cloud of, oh, yeah, I got a mentee. No, if you're a mentor, act on it. Be a real mentor. Show them the game. And don't make this a hazing thing where oh, I went through all these struggles, so I'm gonna make you go through them too. We gotta stop that, people. That's again, we not it's not helping our our community. It's hindering our community. We gotta step in and do it the right way. We're a collective community. We work together. That's that's like our that's like our connective tissue. That's how we were able to thrive for so long and make it through all of these you know, un- unfortunate circumstances, slavery. We made it through slavery because we were collective. Listen to me when I say we work together. That's our biggest thing. And everyone else has been, du- they've been mocking, well, duplicating what we've been doing and been succeeding. So th- that should tell you something. We started it, we stopped it, and other people are implementing it now and they're striving. Why not go back to what we know best? Because we want to be the one, we want to have the best car and the best house on the block because our family members don't want to get along no more because everybody got to beef with each other over dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? What happened to that collective nature that we, we, we consumed as a community? Right? We always talk about it takes a village to raise a child, but we'd rather leave people high and dry and not, not tap in with them because we want to do things that is a, represent, a representation of the colonizers that implement what we what we taught them. We brought them in. We taught them. They stole it from us. Well, they, they uh, uh, enslaved us and took what we taught them and used that to build their empire. Why are we not taking what we know back? Why are we not utilize the 
the sense and the 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 object not objectives excuse me um using the implementations that we've always implemented since day one why are we not taking that back and using it to our advantage so we can get back on top be top dog why 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 i don't understand but again let me get back on this topic because it's real out here let me let me get back on the topic right so again you follow those five things five you know eight if you include the the plus ones and all that other stuff right you follow those things you can get into entrepreneurship and my thing is i I ask people what's stopping you from like how you you really want to work for someone for the rest of your life doing a job that you one really don't care for and two you're just doing it to make ends meet because if y'all look at the economy right now Everything is up now. Don't get me wrong; it's going to, it's going to, it's going to correct itself at some point. We're not going to have another market crash. I don't think that's going to happen, right? But at the same time, ain't y'all tired of being expendable? Because that's all you are. You are expendable at your job. Because what's going to happen is they fire you. They bring somebody in a, a week later to do what you were doing. And they don't even give you a two week notice. They just say, hey, today your last day. We're going to need you to dip out. Pack your box up and we're going to need you to leave, right? And that's why I'm, hey, I'm promoting this. I don't care if people say that it's unprofessional or not. No more two-week notices. No more. If you're ready to go, dip up out of there. Give them the same treatment they're going to give you. Oh, two rooms don't make a right. Yeah, but they make a left. <laughs> and that's just the, the energy I'm bringing. I'm, I'm, well, I ain't low-key ain't working for nobody no more, for real. That's why I'm building these businesses and building these passive streams of income because your boy, I'm trying to retire by 40. So I got to, you know, I got about eight years to go. Might be sooner than that, you know, once one of these hit and one is going to hit, maybe two going to hit at some point. But, you know, I'm again, I'm being consistent and persistent. That's why I'm dropping videos every, if not every night, every other night, because again, I have a goal at mind. My goal is for me to do what I need to do. So that I can set myself up so me and my lady, she good, our kids going to be good, our grandkids going to be good, and that's just what it is. And honestly, if you talk, let's get into it, generational wealth. Like, a lot of entrepreneurs, they have their mindset on that. They don't want to work for anybody, but two, they're setting their things up so their family, you know, their lineage has something to fall back on. Because again, we haven't had that as a community. We haven't had that. We haven't had things to bequeath, bequeath to our, our, you know, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, because we work in check-to-check. One, and two, we're the highest, the highest um, people, the highest community of consumerism. Six, six hours our money stays in our community, six hours. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to keep reiterating that every time I talk about something like this, because it just doesn't make sense, all right? But we quick to talk about, oh, we, we've been held down. We're feeding into it. A lot of our actions feed into why we've been held down for so long. We got to get up and we got to stand up and we got to do what we need to do for our ourselves, our family, and our community. I'm going to keep reiterating that because I'm super adamant and passionate about the community. It's real. It's real. So, again, you got to tap into that. Follow those five things. Believe in yourself. Take that leap. So take that leap of faith. Find a problem to solve. You know something that people don't they don't want to do, but you can do it. Um, implementation. So again, 
Once you find that problem, start doing it. Be persistent and consistent with doing it, right? Then you got to work on your networking and branding, right? And find a mentor. And then repeat. Just keep doing it. And then once you've mastered that, get into another um, another industry. Like they say, you need at least seven strains of income to be a millionaire. Or what you could do is to become a millionaire. Find a way to what's the what's the um, what's the uh, equation on that? Because it's it's easy to make ten thousand a month, right? Well, in theory, it's it's easy to make ten thousand. If you're not making ten thousand a month, you're like this hard. That's hard. Quality. How how do you make ten thousand a month? So all you got to do is help a hundred people getting paid a hundred dollars. You help a hundred people and they pay you a hundred dollars. You've made ten thousand. Now, if you help a thousand people at a hundred dollars, that's a hundred thousand. So keep doing the math on it. And that right there, if you're making a hundred thousand a month, you made a million dollars. Well, a million, well, one point two million in a year. If you keep that same consistency, right? But it, once you get your first ten, it's easy to get twenty because you know how to get another ten people off that twenty. I mean, off that first ten. And you just keep duplicating, duplicating, and duplicating, right? Expanding, expanding, expanding. And then another thing I wanted, I really want to throw out there is why are we in such a competition when collaboration is so easy? Well, okay, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's hard. You'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, man, I'm in France. I got, I got all my homeboys, my day ones with me, all five of us. We really want to tap in and we want to make some shake. But then you got issues with one dude don't like this dude because of that. You got people that's flaky or people that don't want to pay into what y'all trying to do because they like, man, I ain't going to see my money back. Because everybody wants that. In- people people love the instant gratification. They don't think about the long game. So with that, it, 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 you know, coll- I, I believe in collaboration. It makes things a lot easier, but I, I get it. It's, it's tough, but people got to – you got to try to go into business with people who are business minded, one. And two, you know that they are going to stand on their word and their will. If you're trying to do it with your homeboy that you know just be chilling and don't be on nothing, y'all don't ever talk about business together. Y'all just be shooting the shit. Of course, that's not the person you want to go into business with. Because they, they're not, their mind, their mind, their mindset is not set to the level that yours is. So it's going to be difficult to even, you know, Pull it out of them in a sense. They have to want it as well. Like find the best. Like they say, sometimes your best business partner is a complete stranger, somebody that you don't know. And the reason being is because at some point y'all gonna meet, y'all gonna have a conversation, y'all gonna have similar ideologies, similar ideas, and then y'all just gonna play off each other. And y'all, that's all y'all talk about. So it becomes a lifestyle. Again, it's a mindset, and it becomes a lifestyle. So y'all just doing that and moving and grooving. Now, your homeboy that you've been friends with since the first grade, and y'all 25 now, yeah, y'all been knowing each other for 20 years, but y'all might not be on the same frequency. Just because y'all cool don't mean y'all need to be in business together. But I, I, I say all that to say collaboration is the best way for you to build any kind of wealth because it's two heads are better than one. Three heads are better than one. And y'all can y'all can divvy up the, the, the startup money because you need capital, people. I can't stress that. People are like, oh, yeah, you can do this with no money. Anything you need to do in life, you got to have some type of money. 
I don't care if it's $5. I don't care if it's $10. I don't care if it's $20. You need some type of money. You can't just say, I'm going to get into this industry without no money. It don't work like that. The only thing that I, well, even even with this podcast, you got to spend some type of money because at some point, if you really want to set your podcast up right, you're going to want to invest in material or um, um, instruments that are going to highlight what's going on. Like my, my lady bought me this mic. I know this, man, this, this is a nice mic. It got the little, you know, the keypad on the side. I can make sound effects. I can play with the nozzles and stuff, you know, turn this up, turn that down. This, man, this thing ain't cheap. I know it ain't cheap. She ain't gonna tell me the price on it, but I know it ain't cheap. <laughs> but I'm just, I say all that to say, you know, when we talk about what we're doing in a sense, you gotta, scare money don't make money. You gotta spend some type of money. You gotta have some type of capital, right? And if somebody out here telling you that you don't, you don't need to be listening to that person because they've already shown you that they're untrustworthy if they're going to sit here and lie to you about something. And that's another thing I really hate about social media is that you got a lot of people out here doing and saying things that are fraudulent, man. They just doing things to, they, they, they bring you, they hook and reel you, right? They sit here and tell you, all right, this is what you need to do to be successful. And then they don't give you no type of like instructions, no manual, no blueprint. And they tell you to buy their ebook. Oh, yeah, man, the last three minutes on TikTok, you've been telling me about how I can become successful. And then you you refer me to your your link tree to get your ebook or go to your YouTube. And all you do is talk about the same stuff. You ain't talking about anything of substance. And that, man, that man, that man, that is be getting on my nerves. And that's why I kind of try to stay off TikTok because I'm like, man, I'll be doing the most for nothing. Then, man, I ain't going to hold you. Some of these gurus out here that really be, you know, they got a nice little following. They be, they be kind of fraudulent too. I remember I had a situation where I tapped in with this person. I'm not gonna say who they name for the sake of, you know, uh, I'm not gonna buy my from or whatnot. But you go tell me that if you want me to pay for your services to, um, you know, basically I, I was, I'm, I'm trying to build a service. I'm trying to get some mentorship. You telling me I got to pay you ten grand. But a discount on that is five grand. You get this if you do if you do if you double dip, it's five grand. But if you want one individual, it's ten grand. And I can put you on a payment plan. If I'm paying ten grand, my I better be this better be an outstanding service. Outstanding service. And anybody that's paying for that, I want to see some testimonials. Not just oh, this person I helped them do this, I helped them do. I want to see that their business is making a million dollars a year. Based on you paying, you asking me, you telling me to pay you ten grand for your services. Mm-mm. So watch out for those people that want to sell you ebooks all day and give you partial information. Again, it's not about competition; it's about collaboration. If they really want you to succeed, they wouldn't have these outlandish prices. I just don't get it, especially if they're going to be if they're going to half it with you. Now, don't get me wrong; this is not everybody. And some people out here that's legit. I'm just not paying you ten thousand. I'd rather figure it out or find somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that I'm cheap, but I don't think that it's worth that much. Especially if I was in that position, I don't believe I would do that. I would do something that's reasonable. Now, don't get me wrong; they're going to become the competition if they're trying to get into the same industry. But it, again, 
if there if there wasn't a McDonald's, there wouldn't be a Burger King. If there wasn't a Burger King, there wouldn't be a Wendy's. If there wasn't a Wendy's, there wouldn't be a Jack in the Box. If there wasn't a Jack in the Box, there wouldn't be a Whataburger. If there wasn't a Whataburger, there wouldn't be an In-N-Out, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. You're always going to have competition, but you can still have integrity. I said what I said. A lot of these people just be trying to get over, and they scammers, low-key scammers. So I said that little rant just because that that be peeing me off, you know what I'm saying? But back to the topic. And last but not least, when you become an entrepreneur, you know, again, you got to work on your habits, your spending habits. Sometimes you got to make some sacrifices. So you can't be out here spending, doing all this weird and crazy stuff, going out, drinking, you know, eating out all the time. Sometimes you got you to gotta save your money. <laughs> Excuse me. By saving your money, it sets you up to be in a better position financially. And with that, you have the capital to tap into other markets. Just because you make money means you spend more money, especially on stupid stuff. And it'd be killing me when I be seeing these these people out here that be really like designered out. And I'm like, you really made money just to spend money on something that has no value? Now, I know you're a lot of these people don't have children, so they don't understand the essence of, okay, I'm doing this for anyone else but myself. But again, people like to put on this front that they are really doing it. So they say the clothes that they wear mean they're doing it, but they're really not. They're really not. And I, I don't believe I'll ever be that person where once I make some, start making big money, I'm going to be out here buying all that. Now, I'm going to buy me a nice car. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to give me a nice little sport car because I'm NASCAR out here. Anybody that know me know when I be out here ripping and running. They're like, man, you. And plus, I travel a lot. I love to drive. So I'm going to have me a nice car. That's that's a no, no ifs, ands, or buts. But I have on me some some, some Walmart jeans and a, a H&M shirt. Out here looking like Ashton Kutcher. I, hey, I ain't got a front for nobody because at the end of the day, I know me and I don't need all that stuff. You ain't going to see me out here wearing Jordans and doing all Because for me, it don't, that, that doesn't, that doesn't equate to wealth. That doesn't equate to being wealthy. It doesn't equate to that. For me, it's just another reason for people to think that they've reached the upper echelon, but they haven't. So when I look at people who, you know, wear these things as if it's a status thing. I'm like, yeah, you probably broke for real. I said what I said. But as I, you know, wrap up this episode, uh, I just want people to know that at the end of the day, you can do it. I believe in you. And it's achievable. You just got to change your mindset, tap in, and really, you know, be ready to go at it. You got to be a dog out here. You got to be a dog out here. You got to do what you need to do so that you can set yourself up for those those pleasures. Because I'm telling you, you work hard for six months, you can change your life. You really can. You just got to stay dedicated, consistent, and persistent. And the rest is going to do itself. But you really got to tap in. And you can't, you, you can't, you can make false steps because that's going to happen. But learn from your mistakes. Get you a mentor and, and do what you got to do. And, um, one of the highlights to be an entrepreneur is business credit. And I'm not going to talk about that on this episode because, man, that's a whole episode in itself, how amazing business credit is. So we'll talk about that at a later date. Uh, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a guest person to come on and kind of talk about their journey with business credit. Because like, I know what I'm doing with my business credit right now. I'm still building it, still getting it right, you know, because, again, it's, it's trial and error. Um and, you know, maybe I'll get somebody in here that can talk more in depth about their journey and what things they use. Like, I know different t- techniques and stuff like that, but, you know, but we'll see. Maybe I, you know, get y'all some treats because I'm, I'm, I'm really, 
I'm I'm trying to come with this information. I'm trying to build up the community, um, and I think it's important. So, with that being said, you know this was episode eight. We're talking about are you a buyer or a seller? The road to entrepreneurship. Um, I think it's important, super important, especially if we want to set ourselves up for generational wealth and to become financially free. So, again, I appreciate the support from everybody. If you haven't already. Hit that follow on Spotify, you know, hit that follow on Anchor. Uh, Like I said, the YouTube channel, I'm trying to decide between two things right now, but I got all the videos and that content ready to to put up on the page. You can check in with that. Uh, Of course, it's going to be named after the podcast, Nonstop Plans, or the Nonstop Plan on YouTube. You can go and subscribe and you'll be able to see my face and (laughs) if that really matters to you. Um, And we're going to take from there. And I'm going to keep dropping gems. I'm going to keep bringing more information and keep having these serious top conversations because we need to have them. So with that being said, I appreciate, excuse me, I appreciate y'all more than y'all know. You know, I appreciate the love, the support and everything, because, again, we don't always get this in our community. So the fact that I'm seeing as much as I'm seeing, I'm grateful for it. I'm always going to give gratitude and, you know, give my flowers when before, you know, it get too late because sometimes you, you're not able to give your flowers. So that being said, it's your boy Kwali signing out, and I'll be back with another serious topic. Appreciate y'all.